This is Reawakened, conversations with and for women in transition with Vari Longmuir and Jade McKenzie. As women in our 30s have experienced transition in different forms, we realised there was a lack of open, honest conversation around what can be a lonely and delicate time. Our hope for this podcast is that it will be the medicine you need to navigate whatever you are going through with courage, grace and a little humour along the way. Hi guys and welcome to this week's episode of Reawaken the Podcast. I'm Vary, it's so lovely to have you here and I've got Jade on the other side of the line. Hi Jade. Hello. Hey, we are excited to dive into this week's topic because we are talking about finding your people. And I know this has been a big one for both of us as we've gone through periods of transition and reawakening and and finding our people. And it's been it's been a massive influence on so many aspects of my life. And I suspect the same is true for you, Jade. So I'm excited to dive into this one with you. Mm, this one's a biggie well they're all biggies but this feels big (laughs) yeah yeah so tell me what what do female friendships mean to you in your life at the moment and has that always been the case or have you seen these types of relationships evolve over this period of transition that you're you're just coming out of at the moment all the things (laughs) (laughs) all the things ever I don't even know how to describe it because I feel I've struggled I don't know if the struggle is the right word but basically I'm an introvert and when I am one-on-one with someone like Yuvari or with a small group of people where I feel safe I'm completely open I don't shut up ever and I want to talk about all the things in a very deep, deep way. But I kind of feel like I've surrounded by, I've surrounded myself with a lot of extroverts. And that's what a lot of my female friendships were growing up. It was kind of, I guess, following people, being around and surrounding myself with people who I felt I wanted to be like. And I couldn't understand why I couldn't be like them. It just wasn't in me. I just couldn't do it. But I loved their energy and I loved what they brought to the table. And I've had to learn how to be more extroverted. And that only came about when I understood what my personality was on a more in-depth level. And that's come about over years and years of personal development work. But I surround myself with a lot of strong females and so this meant that I had these beautiful friendships where we were kind of like yin and yang and bouncing off one another in different ways and I brought different things to the relationship that they did but then it also means that there are areas where it's been difficult for me So female friendships have always been, I guess, really, really important to me because I love being able to talk deeply and about things that you experience as a woman and things that only another female would get. 
and I've had lots of guy friends and that's not been an issue, but our relationships have been completely different. But then it's meant that my female friendships can be a bit more volatile. And so as I get older, it's about recognising, I guess, who I am and what I need and what they need and, and how we can work together to have healthy relationships. And honestly, some have spectacularly exploded, not in a good way at all. And it's the worst thing. It's worse than any other breakup uh, than a, with a man. <laughs> I feel that that's a heartbreak we don't talk about often enough is, is losing a friend, a very close girlfriend. And um, yeah, it's, it's played a vital, but sometimes rocky part in my life. And so I've been very conscious to have very solid, honest, foundational relationships with females in the last few years and I'm very open to having acquaintances and and lighter friendships but I am very particular about who I bring into my inner circle as it were. Mm. Would you say that just circling back to a few episodes ago when we were talking about boundaries would you say that you have more boundaries around the types of friendships that you are invested in, would you say that that group is like stronger but smaller, whereas it was maybe yes. wider but freer before? Is that, is that what's come up for you? Because I know that's definitely been the case for me. Definitely, definitely. And also recognizing where, like with a romantic partner, things feel very uneven. So, there's people only coming to you when they want something solved or fixed or they want you or your name or or something like that but they're not really around any other time and that can easily be mistaken for friendship a hundred percent and it's not till you step back and really take a look at it and you go huh okay that's feeling really uneven here that's probably not the kind of friendship that you need in your life it's not to say you have to get rid of the person it just means that I would not bring them into my inner circle yeah yeah I think being much more intentional about yeah who Mm. gets brought into that inner circle has been something that's definitely come up for me with that with that and I think you know we people often speak of codependent romantic relationships but I think there can be codependent friendships as well and you know they can they can have quite a negative impact on everyone involved so yeah um it's certainly something that I've had more awareness of over the last few years um when it comes to my female friendships I was thinking about this before we recorded today um I realized I, when I was younger, I never really identified as being like the girly girl. I was like the sporty one. I grew up with an older brother. And so I would kind of like play with him and his mates. And, and I was always the kind of tomboy. And so I think I didn't really value deep female friendships because I didn't really connect with the idea of being super feminine as a young girl. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that kind of helped me back from developing really strong, intimate relationships um, in, in 
my female friends when I was younger. That said, I've still got, you know, one or two friends that, that I've had since I was a kid that are the most important people in my life. You know, after my kids, they are like those people, those forever people in my life. And I love that I still have them. And it's been beautiful to see that as we've each grown and changed and evolved, that, that it's not impacted our friendship. And if anything, it's just become stronger. Um, so it's been really beautiful to, to see that unfold. But when it comes to female friendships, I'd say certainly over, I think since becoming a parent, it's interesting because I think, you know, then connecting with other women who were having babies at the same time and we all were like, uh, we're not quite sure what we're doing here. <laughs> I think it was a moment of really like seeing other women and being like, oh, right, we are kind of in this together and that being that kind of like sistership bond there. So mm-hmm. I'd say those female friendships are some of the most important I have in my life. And certainly when it, I was going through the separation and divorce from my ex-husband, those girls that I had they are just to just to support me and just to be this presence and to kind of hold that space for me mm. um was life-changing you know I couldn't well I could have but I wouldn't want to have done it without them by my side and it made me realize just how important and how essential those strong female friendships are and it's definitely a case of quality over quantity um And I'm also someone that identifies as being an introvert, which I'm sure to people listening will question either of us being introverts. (laughs) It's so funny because as you were saying that, I was like, nah, Jade's not an introvert. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so funny because I feel exactly the same way myself. I am much better in very small groups or one-on-one with people. And I'm someone that wants to talk about all the things all the time but not necessarily in a, in a very public open space. And so I'm certainly someone that feels quite introverted when it comes to, to those kind of interactions, um, which, yeah, I'm sure is surprising for people. But these, these conversations we're having here, we just think that it's just us chatting. We don't like to think there's other people listening. So <laughs> this is how introverts do it. We just, yeah, we talk and we pretend there's no one there. <laughs> Or just like one other person that we know and love. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's just coffee with the girls. <laughs> That's it. So I'm really interested to know then, what do you feel is the difference between your female friendships and your male relationships? Because for me, I can see a, a huge difference in the way I communicate or even the boundaries and if they've got a partner or the respect around that as well and uh, even if they've been friends with you for like 25 years and I've got friends like that and and the topics and how deep you can go into things and I'm curious to see if you're the same like what's the difference for you Mm, I think it's that level of intimacy I think yeah I've got some amazing male friends in my life um and and I get along easily and well with guys um and I love that and I think guys friendships with guys bring a a really different energy and different perspective but I think it's just that level of intimacy and being able to kind of hold that space for each other that I think women just have this innate ability to do um in small groups and so yeah that chance to kind of let your guard down and be fully yourself and be vulnerable I find is is something that comes more naturally through female friendships than male friendships 
Mm, I really like that. And it probably comes down to just to how genetically we're wired women when we were early on, you know, with the saber-toothed tiger that we talked about in the previous episode. (laughs) (laughs) We were the community builders and especially when it came to raising children and creating connection and having family and the men would go gather and, and it was our job to communicate specifically uh, around particular things like don't eat those red berries, they'll kill you and passing on Mm. that information. So it is hardwired. It is so different, isn't it? Yeah. It's so important to us as women that we find those people that we absolutely love and adore, but also trust enough to show them our insides and our emotional inner workings because as a human being, we have a need to be seen and and heard and sometimes validated. And also I find that in the relationships that I have with some women, I need to remind them of their worth, mm. uh, of their beauty, in, in inner beauty and outer beauty and the things that they've done, the strength, their achievements. And especially as parents, I think there's so many times where I've seen mums just give everything to their kids or their partner or their single mums and at the end of the day, there's no one building them up and they don't have the energy to do it or they feel like they're on the back foot all the time. And I think it's really beautiful to come in as that cheerleader. And I know that you love doing this too, but to remind your friends and the people around you just how amazing they are because they do forget. Absolutely. And you're like, why? I love you so much. Can't you see how amazing you are? Exactly. And it's, it's so lovely to be on the receiving end of that, but then also to give that as well, to have this beautiful safe space where I just was having a conversation last night with my girlfriend who we've been friends for 30 years now. Um, and only for a very small amount of time have we lived in the same country. You know, she's lived in Spain and France and I've lived in Australia and New York and, and we still have this amazing friendship. And she was talking on the phone last night and, and, She's in the online dating world at the moment. So she was giving me the update on that. She was going back to these like old ways of thinking of, you know, when she had been overweight at one point and how she still viewed herself that way and how could, you know, these guys see anything different in her. And it was, there was just this really beautiful chance for me to be like, right, just stop right there. We need to retell this story because Mm -hmm. that is not your reality now. And you get to change the, the script with that. So it's really lovely to have those the depth of friendship where you can you can pick the other person up where they're they're letting themselves fall down because you know it to be different for them and and it's lovely to receive that from people and for them to tell you what what they see in you and also for you to be able to do that back to a girlfriend I think is a really beautiful exchange and something that is so authentic and so heart-led that it really it really helps us to kind of get out of our own head and move forward when we can hear it come from someone that we deeply love and care about. I love that so much and it's so true and I'm interested to hear 
Um, all I've been saying for all of these episodes forever is I'm so interested or I really want to know. So basically this podcast is just me finding out all about your life. I sound so nosy. I just want to know though. I do find it so interesting. But when we've called this episode Finding Your People and we've both admitted that we are very much making conscious choices around who we let into our lives. And I'm at a point in my life where I am, and especially after the multiple heartbreaks of last year, (laughs) I am being very, very careful as to who I let in and how. But my business is an events business and it's also a coaching business and I have an online presence and and you're the same. You work with one-on-one clients, you work with groups, you're out there with your clients and doing creative things and we meet people all the time. So when it comes to finding our people, I kind of feel like it's been pretty easy for us to meet new people in the last few years because that's the nature of having our own business, right? We have to get out there, we network, we connect, we go to different things. But I'd really love to know where where do we find our people? Have you had them? Well, you've had childhood friendships like you've just talked about and then as we're growing up I guess you collect school friends and uni friends and people from work and and all of these things but if you're kind of looking for new people to connect with I guess what's worked for you in finding people who are aligned with how you live your life now and Mm -hmm. and having the same morals and values and ethics that you do Yeah, I definitely feel like I found my people when I stepped out to start my own business and through the different programs and courses and networks of other women doing similar things, women who had stepped away from the nine to five and who were taking their own passions and making this real deeply connected business from them. I think I naturally found my people through that. And I think that was something that I perhaps had craved subconsciously before. Um, Certainly being in the corporate workspace, I've made some amazing friends. And it's funny when I look back at all the jobs I've had, there's at least one person that I'm still in contact with from all the jobs that I've had. So I can see (laughs) that, you know, I'm someone who, who does make friends quite easily, I think. And I move into different countries and not knowing anyone, I make good friends quite quickly. But certainly for those real deep, long lasting friendships of people that, that have similar morals and a similar lifestyle and not necessarily the same dreams, but have big dreams and are quite ambitious people, certainly through the business networking groups and programs has certainly aligned me like our beautiful friendship. Like we came together over, you know, an online business course all those years ago. And Mm. I think it's really beautiful to, to use that space to connect with people that do have similar visions for their life than you do that you might not connect with in person otherwise. So yeah, that online space is a great space to connect with people to then develop in-person friendships from. I think people think it can be a bit of a kind of disconnect to meet with people online, but some of the most important relationships in my life have 
first of all started through an online space even in my relationship now with my partner now we essentially met online um through creative networks and through um through social media but yeah then we got to actually meet in person after that so yeah i think following my creativity and 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 wanting to be connected with other creative people is something that i hadn't did and i can see just how valuable those friendships and relationships have been to to follow that yeah and it's such a it's such a good point about the online versus in person because we both have very strong communities, both online and offline, but a lot of that started on Instagram or, like you said, through a course or some other means. And I think it's totally okay to start there because I guess you do all come in with similar visions for how you want your life to be or, or similar interests and then you just pick up and go from there. And it's mm-hmm. interesting because I find that with some people online, you get along really well online and then you meet each other in person and then it feels a bit weird. Mm-hmm. But then with other people, you're just like, oh, yeah, I know the name. And then you end up being like besties and just yeah. and it feels so random. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And, and a I lot love of- I love that, um, you know, at the end of last season of the podcast and we had our live event here in Melbourne and there was women who had been listeners to the podcast. They might have been people that had known us from our other individual work or they may have only been introduced to us through the podcast of a friend of a friend of a friend send it on the link, which we love. Side note, <laughs> if you have friends who will like this podcast, please send it to them. Um, but that evening was just so beautiful and it was there was nothing contrived about it. It just felt like this natural gathering of women who were going through similar things or were about to embark on, embark on similar things or who needed a little bit of support from people that were just a couple of steps ahead of them. And it was just this really beautiful open discussion between everyone and hadn't it been for the online place we wouldn't have been able to gather those women in that room on that night and I know that it's had a profound impact on everyone that that was there in attendance that night so yeah I think we discounting meeting online and and digital friendships I think um it's a beautiful place to start because we can really connect in those little kind of sub niches that we might not be able to find in our actual local communities and our towns and our cities and so if we can come together online through that um it it sets a really beautiful foundation for us to to make those really deep intimate friendships with people oh absolutely i'd love to know jade tell me with regards to your transition out of your marriage How did that affect your friendships? Did you see a change in friendships? Did some strengthen? Did some fade away? What was your experience with friendships through that period of your life? That's a really good question. And before I answer it, I just want to let you know that if you can hear a cat purring, it's mine. (laughs) He's come up for cuddles and I'm not sure how sensitive this microphone is. <laughs> so everybody welcome Teddy to the podcast. But my friendships, oh, it was an interesting period because 
when I first told them about what was happening with me and my ex, none of them were surprised. Of course, they were very sad for me, but it was like they'd all seen it coming. And they were like, yes, we could see you going on this trajectory and, and you're always growing and, yeah, they, it, it wasn't in a bad way. It was just like they could see it coming, mm. whereas I hadn't. <laughs> mm. And yeah. they were very supportive and it just felt like our friendships, uh, it was exactly the same. They were just there for me as I needed them to be. And I really, really appreciated that. And I'm not the kind of person that leans on my friendships a lot. When I'm going through something, I go quiet and I don't call or I don't want to be around people. And I just need time and space to myself to process. And so my good friends know this about me and they give me space and time, but they're like, Hey, if you need me, I'm here. But there was a moment where it was very <sighs> tumultuous and I needed my friends to pick me up and they did that. They just came around. I could barely like get dressed and I had to move out of my house and I hadn't been given a lot of notice and it was all, everything was very much up in the air and my friends just picked me up as they needed to and just bossed me around and said, we're doing this, this and this and you have to cop it. And I really loved them for doing that. That just meant the world to me. And I think that really, it obviously reiterated why I was friends with them in the first place. It, it just shined a light on why I've been friends with these people for so long. And of course I am a hundred percent grateful and, and just daily gratitude for that. But I don't feel like anything's changed because that's the women I fell in love with. That's mm. why I loved them so much. The only change is, I guess, uh, like I mentioned at the start, just allowing more people into my life. And I really, it was a reminder that I wanted to be, be there in those relationships and not just when things were bad. I wanted to be as present as I can be in my friendships when I'm feeling good. And I didn't want it to just be like, oh, when shit hits the fan, we're there for each other. But there wasn't so much joy in between because we're always busy. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to make more room for those people in my life. So by closing off saying yes to everyone else, I've been able to spend a bit more time with my friends. And I'm still working on that. It's still very hard, especially single mumming and, and travelling and all of those things. But it's definitely become a bigger priority in my life and one that I'm very, very happy about. Mm. Mm, I love that idea of like reprioritizing, like we'll find that time for things that are priority in our life. And it's, yeah, being able to find those, even if it's just a little slice of time, you know, it doesn't have to be a full day or a full weekend, but to find mm -hmm. just some time to, to connect with our friends. Um, 
and let them know that we're there and that we're thinking of them. And I think that's, yeah, it's, that's been a really important thing for me to do as well as to just, um, yeah, really nurture those friendships and give them the, the time and the care and attention that they deserve. Is that how you feel too, in terms of your relationships and how they've developed? Mm, it was interesting because when my ex-husband and I separated, there were some family friends that we had. So whether it was friends that we you know, had made because our babies were born at the same time, or it was people that we perhaps met together when we moved out to Australia, there were quite, quite a few kind of joint friendships. And um, those friendships have definitely changed and evolved over time. And there was some that I naturally moved towards. And then there was some that my ex-husband naturally moved towards as well. And I think mm. going through separation, there's this idea of like, you know, team them or team me. You know, it's like people have got to pick a side. And, and whilst no one wants to pick a side, I think there is a natural gravitation to one yes. or the other. And that's absolutely okay. And I think what, holds people up a lot and what causes a lot of resistance in people is this idea that you know it's just the relationship that's changing and everything else will stay exactly the same but it's not as isolated as that if you are choosing to remove yourself from a relationship then that's going to impact those joint friendships that you have um, and it's not necessarily in a, a negative way and for me I could see that there were some family friends that I really wanted my ex to continue to to be really involved in those friendships because I think it was something that he needed um, mm -hmm. and it was that connection that he needed where I think I was someone that had more friends externally from the, those immediate friendship groups within the family that I was able to kind of move towards and spend more time in, and go to them for support. So um, it wasn't necessarily a sacrificing of friendships, but it was an understanding that I don't need to try and win that friendship group over. I don't need to try and win this couple, this couple or this family or this person that there was just, it was kind of a surrender on my part of this will, will play out the way it's meant to play out. And, and I didn't lose any friendships over that time, but there's definitely people who I haven't spoken to for a couple of years, not because of any, bad feeling towards each other but that was just a natural progression of it and I think the same is true you know if we leave a job we're not going to keep those same friendships that we had with the people that we sat next to Monday to Friday nine till five you know there mm. might be one or two people that are still really close friends but the vast majority of people within that workspace your relationship's going to change over time and I kind of view relationships in the same way and the friendships that stem off of that relationship is that if the core part of the relationship is changing, then those friendships will change as well. So yeah, for me, there was definitely um, a kind of editing down of, of friendships and I certainly moved towards other people that I felt more connected to um, and away from people that, that were more of that, that family friendship. So yeah, it was interesting to see, but there was, there was no bad feeling and I kind of let it happen organically and, and knew that, you know, that was what was best for us and our friendships at that point. I wish somebody had told me all of that when I was in my 20s because I feel like I used to get so devastated when friendships ended, especially the ones at work because you spend so much time with them. Right. They're like your family, like those yes. friendships, really. 
Yes. Or when you're younger and you're going out to the clubs, like I was out three to four nights a week and we had this great circle of friends and then you all move on in different ways. And I used to get so freaking sad about friendships and relationships ending. And I view that completely different now. And it's taken me all this time to really get to this point. In fact, my whole life. And I used to mourn these relationships and I still do to some degree. I can't help it. I'm very sensitive, <laughs> but I love how you put it. And I wish you had been around in my twenties to tell me. That. <laughs> I wish the me today was around in my twenties as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we see things so differently now, don't we? Oh, but absolutely. Yeah. And I- learning and growth. Hey, Totally. And like, we want to evolve as humans, like we want to change and grow and learn. Like that's our purpose here is to, to evolve. And we have to afford that same space for our friendships in our life as well. You know, our friendships we had at 21 are not going to look the same 10, 15, 20 years later. Um, If we're still in friendships with those people, then they are going to look different because we're different people than we were then so I think you know we see the value in evolving and changing and growing as individuals we need to give that same space to our friendships as well Mm. I love it and I think that is the perfect note to end this episode on Mm, I agree I agree thank you everyone for listening to this episode on finding your people I hope it was helpful and insightful in some tiny or massive way. Um, As always, if you are listening on the Anchor app, we would love for you to drop us a voicemail and let us know how your friendships have changed and evolved, um, what your female friendships mean to you at this point in your life. In past phases of your life, we want to know it all. So please come share your story um, with us on the Anchor app. Just hit the little voice message button and drop us a message. We would love to hear. Also, if you are not subscribed, head on over to our website. We are at reawakenedwomen.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We will give you all the behind the scenes and give you first uh, notice on all the great things that are happening here at Reawakened. We've got some things in the pipeline at the moment. So the people on our lovely newsletter will be the first to hear about all them. Also come follow us on Instagram. We are at reawakened underscore women and come say hi. We would love to meet you. Yay. Thanks for listening, guys. We will catch you on next week's episode. Thanks for chatting, Jade. Thank you for having me, lovely. You're so welcome. See you next week, guys. Bye.